competitors everywhere, actor Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. You know, that was a great setup. Matthew McConaughey, gentlemen, start your engines and... See, you don't think I got a brain chalooch, but it came to me when I'm driving over. I'm thinking to myself, we got to go today, baby. We got to get the juice up. We got to get after it. We got to have more coffee. Oh, it's more coffee. But, you know, we got to have all that. And who does it better? Matt McConaughey and the boss. Wolf Wolf is the poster child for decaf coffee. (laughs) And, uh, uh, how many cups of coffee do you Woo! have this morning? I had like three or 30. I'm not sure which it was. There's there a lot there. So uh, this Woo! Thursday is Throwback Thursday. We're going to talk about uh, our teammates and uh, how they uh, affected us. Uh, uh, go ahead. First thing I got to get to, though. Because whenever Boss comes on, it takes me back to Super Bowl 43. Right. And if you remember, Boss was the halftime talent. Right, right, right. right. He's coming out to do the show. We're excited. All week long, we're doing our shows down in Tampa. And we were were talking about what songs he's going to sing. Right, because people are coming in, and you know how they set up the stage, and then they got the crowd comes in around. Well, those volunteers that were in the crowd that surrounded the stage, they came in, remember, they'd come in sometimes when we're ha- we're doing our show yeah and they were like yeah we were there for practice they were going well what was the song set they go we can't tell you we go come on come on you gotta tell us well you know uh, uh in the pregame uh the the pregame we were talking about how many Steeler fans uh were there uh compared to the Arizona Cardinal fans right right and uh you said uh, uh you know uh I feel like custard at wounded knee. And I said, you mean custard at a little big horn? And he goes, yeah, that, that too. It was, I was really, really yeah, bad yeah. with my history. And then, and then when you came out of halftime, you were uh, glowing about uh, the boss. And you said, that was the best rendition of Fifth Avenue Freeze Out I ever heard. I go, you mean 10th Avenue Freeze Out? He goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I you know have a little issue with the details. Yeah, but I got to tell you something. That was still the best halftime performance. Right, better right. than the Stones in Detroit Super yeah. Bowl Forty. That was abs- better than who was uh, the the Black Eyed Peas were in Super Bowl Forty Five. Uh, I don't like. The Although Black, when yeah. the dude came down from the ceiling, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he did yeah. shoot down from the you know the, the you know the big I, I like bo- I, I like the boss better. The boss was awesome, and I was thirteen feet from the stage. Man, I got up by the crowd. And I was just standing off to the side. Right, you you oh, were. Yeah. I was that close. It was great. The big man was over there playing that 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 horn and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That was great. You know, I I wish the temptations the would, sorry, I, the... I wish the temptations would play at halftime. Uh, yeah, uh, the, you know, I, I love the temps. How about the spinners, man? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, or the four tops. 
Yeah. Yeah, the four are, tops. Are there Bernadette. just four anymore? You, you, hey, uh, uh, Jake, you got to play Bernadette uh, when we come back in. I, I love that song. Bernadette. Yeah, yeah it's probably yeah. Bernadette, Born to Run. They're pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I like the temps and the four tops uh, and the spinners, uh, like you said. Like you the spinners. Said. Yeah. Um, no uh, doubt. Yeah. Uh, I love Motown. Uh, you they know, I, 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 I grew up, I, I grew up on Motown. Uh, so anyways, um, uh, I'm going to uh, listen to that though. in the brethren, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That you, 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 the, yeah, you, that was, you weren't even allowed to hear rock and roll. No, it was, that was really verboten yeah, for a long yeah, time. And, and you, you know, my uh, mom and dad would be like, Oh honey, you can't listen you can't to listen that. that. You know? And you couldn't even see movies. Oh, not until my senior year. Yeah. 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 But then uh, I went and saw all the president's men. And then all you, then yeah. all, then all you, then you went crazy in college. <laughs> Boy, did. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm ashamed. Uh, let's move away uh, from uh, that. Shall all right, we? let's go. Let's go. Oh. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a name. Okay, and, give me a name. And you, you uh, tell a story and uh, impact on you, Mike Webster. Mike Webster. Ah, the greatest of the great Steelers. I've always said my most right. humble opinion because I love the man so dearly. Yeah. Um, my favorite story was one time um, I, I I called him up in the off season. Yeah. And I wanted to talk some training pointers with him. Right. Right. So we're talking on the phone. Of course, it's you know got the cord phone and everything. You yeah. Know, as yeah. It was yeah. back You're, in the day. We didn't have, we didn't have cell, cell phones. phones. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I'm talking to him and and Webby was in between. He was feeding the kids he was making breakfast right. so you got hilly you got colin you know you, you got uh, uh garrett Brooke and garrett emily right yeah. so they're, they're in there and and he's feeding the kids he's washing uh doing uh, laundry and doing front squats yeah all supersetted yeah so it was like he'd, he'd say ah, da, 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 and then he put down the phone and say come back he'd go i just had to get the laundry put a new load into the wash we talk a moment down here i'm going garrett Garrett, don't look at me like that. Garrett, eat your food. Eat your food. You know, yeah. and then Colin, you know, and it was going all with all. And I'll he'd put down the phone. Oh, I got to go. He'd do a front a set of front squats, come back. In, and it was hilarious. And for yeah. like a half an hour, we were talking, training, and all those things. And he was supersetting, feeding the kids, front squats, and laundry. Well, you know, he had a one-man sled in his front yard. And he was, you know... He he put his helmet on, his shoulder pad on, and his shoulder pads on, and he would drive that sled. And people would drive down that street. Oh, yeah. I, it was was it Lindenwood? Yeah, I think it was Lindenwood. It sounds familiar, yeah, yeah. but Lindenwood. I can't be absolutely and, and, certain. You know, it, it was right there by uh, that uh, that country club. What was that country club's name? Uh, Lindenwood. Uh, yeah, Lindenwood. <laughs> no, it wasn't Lindenwood. Uh, it was, and, and so I don't remember. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, but Frosty the, uh, Valley. Uh, I mean, no, 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 it wasn't that. That was that's Boyce Road. Uh, the, the, the McMurray Road. Uh, I, you know, the, the, it's not anymore. And so, uh, if you if you have uh, the uh, the Country Club on McMurray Road, call us up. Uh, and um, so, anyways, people would drive down Lindenwood, right. and they'd see him, and they'd stop and watch Webby, Webby, oh, yes. Webby. Yeah. I came to pick him up one time. Yeah. I came around the corner. It was like 6 a.m. We were going off to do something. It was really early. Yeah. And not 6, maybe like 7. And um, I see this guy out on the front lawn with a helmet, shoulder pads, a black Steelers jersey, his finger, his hands taped. He yeah. taped his hands, yeah. and he's in cleats, and he's driving the sled across his front yard. I said, Webby. 
you know, you, you ought to like hook a lawnmower up to it or something so yeah. that, you know, while you're doing it, you can say, oh, I'm mowing the lawn. I'm mowing the lawn. <laughs> Do something productive with that. Yeah, uh, that was you crazy. Know, you know, uh, Webby didn't miss a play, no. and uh, uh, until his dislocated elbow. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, my second year, I was still playing center, and uh, he was out on a screen and he ducked his head, and uh, you know I thought he he broke his neck. Uh, you know, he went back to the huddle, and uh, you know, when whenever he'd get hurt, his his uh, voice would get really high. And then I, um, Chuck said, "Go in there," and I sprinted in there, and he looked at I remember. me. Yeah, he looked at it me. Was San Diego? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was L.A. because he hit Jimmy Collins. Okay. Yeah, 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 L.A. Uh, the Rams, uh, because I. Um, I was going to come in at center, and then he said, get the out of here. Oh, I remember. He came back to the huddle. He yeah. was pulling his yeah. head. Yeah, he was pulling his head. With his, with his hands, he's pulling his helmet up. And right. He's going, I think I broke my uh, neck yeah. with, with some yeah, little right. color in there. Yeah, with a little color. <laughs> and his and, voice was really high. And, and then I, you ran in, and he turned and he growled at you. Yeah, and yeah, yelled. and he said, get out of here. And then <laughs> Bubba pulled his hamstring. And I went in for Bubba. Oh, you went uh, in for Bubba. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, uh, Larry Brown. And uh, uh, that that was uh, just – you know, um, Webby didn't make a mistake. No. He was the best center of all time, and he didn't make a mistake. And, you know, we used to argue uh, with the Dolphins who was better, Dwight Stevenson right. or, or uh, Webby. Uh, but Dwight was an athlete, and he, he – yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying Webby wasn't. Web, Webby was a, a remember flower. When he, remember when he used to play hoops? And he would he would shoot hoops, and he you, we always used to laugh because you get like three typewriter sheets underneath his yeah. feet when he'd throw a jump shot up there. Yeah, Webby was a plow horse. Yes, he was. He was uh, a grinder. His 40 was like his 440. Right, right, right. You know? he, uh, he, uh, uh, you know, he was physical. Uh, he was uh, a grinder. And he was strong. But the other thing is, and like he always used to say, I only got to be the fastest for the first three steps. Right, right. Snap yeah. one, two. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that's all it was. Yeah, it was and, snap one, two. And uh, you know he was he was just uh, great, and we idolized oh, Webby. Yeah. yeah, I could we could tell Webby stories the rest of the right, show. Right, 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 right. Well, you got a, another Webby story? Tell it. Not now, no. Throwback save, Thursday. We'll save it for another throwback. No, no, no. You know, yeah. We're we're going to break here. Coming up in about a minute. We're going to break. Yeah. How many minutes? Yes. One minute. Oh, that, that, that was, that was you a know fast. what? You got no concept of time, Chaluch. Oh. You're all over the place. You know what? Uh, You're ping ponging around you, inside you, your gourd. You know what? You have no concept of time. I'm the one who said you got one minute. Huh? Yeah, yeah. But well, huh? he, you, he told you we have one. And Jake told well, you. If you wore your stupid headset, yeah, you well, would hear yeah, a little bit better. Yeah, I, 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 I I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Headset, What's that? You gotta wear the headset. <laughs> What did he say? You got to wear the headset because yeah, right. you can't hear. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to. Uh, it's a great day. In the break, I'm, I'm going to spray the way. Uh, no more that, Lysol. Yeah. You're choking the life out of me, yeah, man. Yeah. The, the, the Lysol kills the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to spray gonna, that you. 
You've been spraying me down the whole time. We've been here all week long. Yeah, uh, and and, and uh, you know what? And, and if the first, the the only hard out is the last segment of the hour. Okay. The first, the first segment is not a hard out. And okay. You hear that, Jake? He's waving you off. <laughs> I guess. Put your headset yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I'm waving you off. Hey, idiot, put yeah, your headset on. I'm going to do it in the, in the, <laughs> at the segment. Yeah, after I spray it. Do you spray these things? Of course. Do you course spray you. the headphones? Yes, we do. All right, Jake. Jake's great. He is Jake, great. Jake's Brian great. Brian helps. Brian. Brian, too. Brian. Yes, Brian Lamartino. Uh, oh, yeah, Brian Lamartino. He's uh, Not uh, Lamartino. Lamartina. Martino. <laughs> Okay, Man, he's in there listening. You can't even pronounce his name correct. Well, you know, how I, long have you known him? How many you, years? You can't pronounce my name correct. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. But who goes, goes by the name of Tunch? Huh? What's a Tunch? Uh, yeah, that, that, that's what you said when, uh, when I first found out we were rooming together. Yeah. What was your roommate? Yeah. Tunch Ilkin. What's right. a Tunch? All right. Well, 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 you'll tell that story when we come back. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And you're in the lock. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Tunch, not tunch. (laughs) Myron, you said tunch. Expecting Ben to come back 100%. I mean, I'm looking forward to um, getting on the field with Ben this year and uh, just to. Be able to help him win games and event, win a championship too. So, I mean, I know how hard he's worked this offseason to get back healthy. And I know how hard I've been working to uh, prepare myself for this season. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F 150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, that was Deontay Johnson uh, talking about uh, he's excited about playing with Ben. Uh, he, he wants to play with Ben, and Ben wants to play with him. Uh, and uh, uh, Deontay wants to play for Ben and uh, produce for Ben. And, uh, you know, I I want to ask you a question. Ask away, my friend. You know, Deontay led all rookie receivers with 58 catches last year. 59. 59. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, for the sake of yeah, journalistic, journalistic integrity. integrity. Yeah, you. yeah. Uh, so, do you think he's going to have the bust-out season, or do you think Juju's going to have a bust-out season, or Chase Claypool, or James Washington? Wow, that's yeah. that's a tough one. Yeah, that's right. But you know what? You look at the work that he did, and remember, he the 59, that's big. Yeah. I mean, you got second and third string quarterbacks that were throwing, chucking the rock right, to him. All right, right. Um, You've got a guy that everybody seems to think and, and seems to agree on, that being real football minds. Um, he can play that A-B spot where you're on the weak side away from the, the strength, and you get that coverage one-on-one that you can win those one-on-one decisions, right. you know? Yeah. And um, he apparently he, he looks to be good to be yeah. doing it. I mean, he, yeah. he had a team-high five TDs. We know that what he 680 did. 680 yards. Right. We, we know that uh, 12.4 uh, average in putt returns, 85 yarder against uh, Cardinals. That tells me one thing: he's very good yeah. in broken field running. 
Okay, you get the rock to him, he can make stuff happen. Yeah. Now he's only got a four five three forty, yeah. but he's got a quick, you know, the twenty yard you know, uh, lateral thing. Yeah. Right. He's four four in that. He's got some. He's got good close quarter quicks. Yeah. All right. So maybe his flight out speed at the top ain't as great as like a Mike Wallace say. Yeah. Okay, but. In a short-term box, out there, on a, getting a guy on an island, I'd, I'd hate to have to try to – well, I couldn't cover him. Yeah, you know what? Uh, um, and and I I think uh, between Juju, right. Deontay – I've not answered the James, question, obviously. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, James, uh, you know, I think there, there there's going to be here's, here's what's a lot of production. I think Juju is going to come back with a vengeance. Right. I think the dude wants to reestablish himself. You know how hungry he yeah. is. You know he's a real competitor. You saw that when he laid out Vontez perfect. You saw that with 297 yards. How, how many guys go their whole career right. and don't have half that long a touchdown run? Yeah. He's got a couple 97 yarders. Right. That's competitive speed. That's a desire to get over beyond and above, uh, you know, like a Heinz Ward. How many times, what do you always say? How many times did Heinz Ward get caught short of the goal line yeah. or the, or the, the he first doesn't. down? And he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. I think Juju's of the same mindset. Yeah, and, and Juju, uh, as you said, he has competitive speed. And that's what Chuck used to always say. Uh, and that's why he made us run our 40s in full pads. <laughs> Yeah, that was a real wow. Yeah, yeah, that that was a real wow. Uh, but uh, running full pads yeah. and getting timed in a forty. Yeah, and, and so you know he ta- he um, Deontay talks about Ben and what a leader he is. Yes, and uh, you know I, I I like the humility of Deontay, and he is hungry. Uh, you know he says everybody is locked in every play when Ben uh, when Ben's there. Uh, and he, he, Deontay said, I learned a lot uh, of uh, uh, in the offseason right. uh, and uh, the part of the game and what it takes to be a pro. Yes. Yeah, so that's what we – What do we always talk about? Yeah. Having that guy in your room, the guy that shows you what it looks like, how it walks, how it talks, yeah. how it studies, how it prepares. Yeah. The prehab, rehab, yeah. doing all the necessary things. Yeah. That's the guy you want in the room with young guys. Right. That's why I think Ike Hilliard is so very important because right. he's on top of his game as far as the nuances of the modern day, you know, wide open football. And then you've got Ben also as a guy that is really I mean, let's face it. He's and what I love, this is the other thing. What I get from Deontay is that Ben's reaching out more. Yeah. He is more yeah. taking that 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 reign of leadership, right. you know, and encouraging guys, drawing them close, encouraging them. I just love it. I think it's setting the stage for a big year. Yeah, Deontay uh, uh, said coming in last year, I didn't know much, right? Right. Uh, and I was picking my teammates' brains what to do and uh, to do certain things. My teammates helped me out a lot. So who helped you out a lot when you were a rookie? Started right off in the first day when I when the vets got here. Yeah. Uh was Sam Davis. Yeah. You know, Sam Davis really extended a hand to me. Sam came up and said, look at here's my room number. Um you get any problems, you got any questions, come and ask me. I'm happy to sit with you. Yeah. Now he didn't say uh, I'm happy. Yeah, I, you know, I'll talk to you. No, no. He said, I'll be happy to sit with you. Yeah. That immediately said to me, this was not just some sort of, you know, like a, a whim, just, yeah, come on over here and I, yeah, I'll yeah. answer whatever. But he to say, 
the key words, I'll be happy to sit with you, said, I, I will expend some of my time and pour into you, which to me spoke volumes. And I think that's what you and I tried to do yeah. as we pushed it forward right. to other guys you yeah. know, yeah. later on. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, Colby and Webby and uh, exactly. Larry Brown – uh, was, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, and, and, uh, one of the things that when you're a rookie and they're putting in the plays, your head is spinning, right? Right. Yeah. And your head is spinning. And, uh, when you come in for your second year, as Deontay said, now everything has slowed down for me. Uh, you know, uh, you know how to, t- you know, he, I learned how to take care of my body Right. And prepare myself. Now remember, he had all season. the hammy problem last yeah, offseason. Yeah, he could not participate because right. those hammies weren't up to all the the heavy duty repetitions that he was getting. Right. in the offseason. So you learn. You yeah. learn how to rectify that problem. You learn how to make sure that your hammies are in you know tip top shape. Yeah. You what know? well, you know? One of the things we learned from Webby, Colby, and Larry Brown. How about many things? One yeah, of many. Things. Yeah, one of the many things we learned is. We got we got uh, 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 to the facility uh, an hour before the meeting, right? And they were already lifting, right? And they were sweated up. So we said, "What time do you guys get in?" And they said, uh, uh, seven o'clock." And I go, "Okay, we're gonna get in we at need seven to get o'clock." In, which was rough for me because you know I hate morning stuff. Yeah, I, I know. I'm you, not good morning. Like you, you roll out of bed. You're like, doo, 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 doo. you're going, man. And then me, I'm like, uh, yeah. until I get that coffee. Yeah, yeah. I, and um, uh, on the way out, uh, we looked into the uh, offensive room. line meeting sure. room, and they were watching film. Right. And not only were they watching film, we learned to watch film, but right. you learned to take notes. Yeah. And you got notes, and you watched the film, and they, they told you, okay, Look at the structure of the defense. Yeah. Once you look at the structure of the defense, you start breaking down. Run, pass, play action, all those things. How does that man react to it? And then we got it all, from the years coming on, too. You learn from, from Coach Knoll understanding the, the, the theory of the play, the right. whole concept. But they really taught us this is how you break it down. How do you, how do you take away the best move from right. a guy? Yeah. You know, what, what makes you – for instance, for me, jump a guy at the line of scrimmage right. or step back a step at the snap. I jumped a I jumped everybody. I, I, I the only one guy that I would change up on was Randy White because yeah. Randy Randy was so predictable in what he was gonna do, uh, based on whether he was in the bow four three or he's in the flex forward. You know, what? and I, I mean still it's in my mind. You know, I know he's up close in that four point in the flex. I'm jumping him, man. Yeah. I am I am in his grill yeah. like tomorrow. You know, I mean, boom. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, the big kahuna, uh, Ron Blackledge, right. our offensive line coach, he wanted me to vertical set. And I and I couldn't do that. Can't do that. I can't do that because I'm I was too light, and so I would jump set. Well, everybody. like you did with the Rams and Reggie Doss when you you vertical set, then you get me killed. Yeah, well that that that's that that was that the was last. the me game. Yeah, that yeah. that, that you, was a, that you was got the me last blindsided. That was the last vertical set. You knocked set me past I, Boss Brown yeah, at the right tackle. Yeah, yeah. Well, he I right. was knocked Jacob. I was knocked sideways. Yeah, I got hit so hard. He let his man come down and blindside me knocked me past the right tackle i'm a left guard all the way past webby past steve corson past boss brown uh, I'm, I'm like side with my helmet i'm looking out my ear hole you right see you're such a complainer <laughs> 
<laughs> you this, don't forget. This, hey, this is, hey, I, I'm telling you, this is how it went, all right? So I'm over there. Boss looks at me after the place and goes, was that a trap pass? Because <laughs> I'm overpassing. What are you doing here? Yeah. Right? We go back into the huddle, and I am spitting mad. I'm fuming. And I said to Tunch, do you think? Could you just take a little off on it? And I started laughing. He laughed at me. He laughed. He goes, you should have seen yourself run sideways. Yeah. I didn't think you were that fast. Yeah. But that was oh. the last vertical set I took. Yeah. Yeah, because. Thank uh, goodness. Yeah, yeah, I had never survived. Uh, um, and, and you know, uh, oh. the, the, uh, uh, the vertical, the, um, uh, the jump set, uh, you the 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 when you jump, jump a guy, yeah, that, yeah. it's close quarter combat. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to put him in a phone booth, right? Is what and you're trying I'm to trying do. to make him declare, yeah, uh, uh, declare what move he's going to make, and uh, and that uh, you know when you vertical set, uh, the defensive lineman that's pass rushing against you can can do anything. Yeah, he can uh, uh, dictate. He, he's, well, that's where the speed, the power yeah, rush right, right, became yeah. such a, a big thing. But but when you short set a guy, he's got to dictate right away. He's well, he's got to declare. He's got to declare right, right away. And that's so exactly we dictate. It. He's declaring, and uh, you know that that was. Uh, well, and it was important because that's how you get the punch in. Yeah, you know, if you tried to punch after giving a guy a five yard run at you, right. it's a little bit difficult. It's a little bit when different. you short set him at two or three yards, you can drill him like you did. You just you had that that natural timing where your feet and your hands moved like like, like Ali in boxing, yeah. and you were really good with it. Yeah. Me, I was like a, a set-my-feet-in-stone cannon shot. I'm, You know, it's it's all or nothing, baby. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you. The, and, 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 and there were times that I whipped. Yeah, the Biku, the Biku Huna <laughs> said, you young guys don't watch Tunch. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, actually, he wanted you to, yeah, yeah. to watch you. Right, yeah. You know, me, it was like, okay, you got to have a backup plan. <laughs> it's all about the uh, close quarter combat. And that's right. the thing about it. The game has changed. It's, yeah. you know, been revolutionized by uh, large bodies and different passes. Yeah, yeah. Techniques. You know what? If, uh, if you're so big, uh, you have – you can do that. Uh, but uh, I was – I was 255. None of us were big. Yeah, that's right. We were all short. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, If you want to get in on this conversation, uh, 412-919-1316. Declare your old school uh, player uh, and and, uh, talk about him. Uh, He's Wolf. I'm Tutch. You're in a locker room. at all, not just for the Patriots, for anybody. I thought that when when a decision is made that there's going to be a season that players would want to play, but this almost feels, if I understand it correctly, like a paid vacation. If you have a medical problem, you get paid $350,000 if you don't play. If you just opt out, like some people are doing, you get paid $150,000. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. That was, pardon the interruption, and uh, uh, 
You know, Interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the, you know, the, I, I love the uh, song "Glory Days." Oh, I uh, do too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but uh, you know, a lot of players have opted out. But I, I understand uh, when you're you have a pregnant wife or a baby, sure. or, or you you've got you know uh, Nate Solder. Uh, fought cancer and his son's got can his son fought cancer that's, that's entirely different right than right. what's in, in what's going on in some cases right because in 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 my mind in a lot of ways uh is that tony kornheiser yeah tony okay. kornheiser uh, it, it does it sounds like like uh you know he's right on yeah i mean you think about it uh we've had 50 guys already opt out right um You've got a four o'clock deadline, I believe today. Today, four right? o'clock. They've got to declare. You have three fifty, like you said. If you've got uh, issues, issues, a buck fifty. If it's just opting out, it does feel a little on that paid vacation type thing. It yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. No Steelers have opted out. Right. Eight Patriots have opted out. Right. I don't buy the Tom Brady's not here. Yeah, I do. And I I know you do. You subscribe to that theory. I don't. I think. Um, I, I think it's more like the paid vacation in some instances, you know, not guys who have legitimate medical issues with what's going on. You know, I well, certainly understand you, that. You know what? Um, Can I tell you, I was talking to this with a good lady, Faith, again, yeah. and you know my wife, huh. right? And, and and I said, I said, Hunt, you know, what what if what if you, you know, back in the day and, and, and you're pregnant and she's like, I send you a hotel, you go. You go. Yeah. You, you do what you got to do to take care of the family yeah. to make the money. Right. All right? To make the money. That's right. You can't make the money unless you play. Well, this year, you can make the money by not playing. Yeah. Now, yeah. it's not a whole lot as compared to what you could. If yeah. you're making two to three mil, I mean, I, in my mind, there's just no way I, I would opt out. Yeah. I, no. I mean, if, if there was a family issue, you know, health-wise – and and even if if there wasn't, I would probably go stay at a hotel for the year. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Whatever you got to do. So, so now you, you got to take care back. of the family. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. Um, I I would too. Uh, you're you're the provider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what? Uh, in our day, you know the, the guys made. You know, I can see a guy opting right. up because they made millions. Right. We made thousands. Not not we we you know uh, my rookie contract was twenty five thousand. Your rookie contract was thirty seven. Thirty seven five. Thirty seven five, <laughs> and uh, um and and uh, my second year was thirty five. What was your second year? Uh forty two five. Yeah, forty two. Uh, you know I I I made twenty five, thirty five, forty five, fifty five. My first four years, and uh, you know, that's not a lot of money. It's not a lot and of so money. so we had to well, make it. Now, now, the young guys today will tell you, well, you've got inflation, you yeah. know, and that. And you're yeah. like, oh, oh, come on, wait a minute. Yeah. I flunked math twice. Yeah. And I know this, that 42.555, whatever it was back in the day, does not equal the half a million an undrafted right. free agent gets yeah. it's just making the, the roster. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the, the it, it's a, a different era. It is a different and, era. And, and, and you know, when, and, and the guys that played in the 60s and the 70s made less than we did. Oh, I uh, know. Yeah. And the one good thing I think we did, 
and the one thing that I really enjoyed, we took care of the pre fifty niners, or at least got right. them started. We te- we we te- we got the pre fifty niners yes. their pension, yes. and then we left it better than we found we it did. because we got free agency for uh, uh, the and future we brought guys. In drug testing, yeah, that's which right, was big, yeah, that uh, was big, yeah, and uh, so we we just uh, uh, you know. I was a player rep and on the executive yes, committee, uh, and I, I uh, guilted you into being my assistant player rep <laughs> because no one would take it job. I know. It was like, I'm like, come on, guys, you can't let Tunch hang out there by himself. And they're like, okay, you, 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 you do your it, buddy, you do it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. it's me. And, and, and Wolf said, uh, if nobody does it, I'll do it. Yeah, and and, no. and, and, and I said nobody's going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> And you know what? And when when we went to that convention in L.A., yes, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I I brought Gary Dunn, you, uh, Bubby Brister, and I I, I talked to Bubby uh, to uh, uh, go he to a meeting. He wasn't going to any of the he, meetings. He wasn't going to any of the meetings, and so uh, I started banging on his door. We started calling him, and he wouldn't answer. No, because he, he was he out was hung, very he late. Was, he was hungover. And uh, I I gave the uh, the maid twenty dollars and she opened the door and then we we threw we, we threw, flipped them over flipped and them threw over. the mattress yeah, yeah that we can admit that yeah, now yeah, and, and we go we threw uh, we flipped them over and he was on his face uh, with the uh, mattress on his back oh uh, it was unbelievable and uh, um, and then we and then we um, we rented a boat. Yes. And we went out. We went out on the. Yeah, and he, was, he, and was he got seasick. <laughs> and he wanted off. And yeah, we he let wanted him off. off. We wouldn't let him off, and he was puking. Oh my yeah, heavens! Yeah, that, that, was the, that, that was the glory days. That, that was the glory days. That was fun. It was a lot of fun. And, and you know, the, and we met Jim Brown. Uh, yes, we did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The great Jim Brown. Yeah, the great Jim Brown. We we went to. Uh, uh, there was a place that uh, the NFLPA. Uh, was um, was having kind of a party, and we went to that party, and uh, we we met Jim Brown, and that was great. It was awesome. Yeah, and it was it was a great thing to um, be able to talk with him, and just the fact that, of course, we were both Syracuse men, yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. was you know very big. Yeah, you it was you, like, hey, you know, I, I went Syracuse. He was like, what's your name? I never heard of you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Jimbo. Yeah, yeah. He goes. <laughs> I went to Syracuse. What's your name? I never heard of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 So, anyhow, yeah. getting back to the whole thing. Um, it's interesting to me because uh, the whole opting out, that's that opportunity. I get it. Right. Um, it's interesting to me that one of the things that teams are starting to do yeah. to make sure that their guys are, are feeling safe and everything is to sequester right. voluntarily in hotels. And now you saw the Saints did it. Yeah. Right? We, Of course, you don't know, is that on uh, Canal Street or is yeah. that in well, that, 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 that is on Bourbon Street? It's on Bourbon Street. <laughs> you know, that, we, we, that there was a Hyatt on Bourbon Street. Yeah. Just on the edge yeah. of the French Quarter, yeah. and we stayed we there. We stayed there one yeah, time. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, but the good thing about it was we were very serious when when it came to game time. Yeah, so we there we, was, we there never. Was no, yeah, yeah. You just couldn't. I remember we walked through there. Remember we're walking around and in back in the playing days, yeah. and, and we walked through there. And I remember I heard somebody playing Stevie Ray Vaughan music. Right. Yeah. And we we went and sat in for a little while, but. 
you couldn't sit there too long because you started to relax, started to enjoy it. Yeah. And then it was like, no, man, you got to get focused back on the game. Yeah. So I had to get up and walk. Yeah. But um, the whole thing about it is you, they saw, you see that the Saints are doing it. Now Tampa Bay's doing it also. Oh. They're going to, yes, they're going to have a hotel and they're going to start to sequester guys. Yeah. So it's interesting to me to see how people are approaching this. Right. I mean, you go from the Patriots, they've got eight, nine guys. They're opting out. Fifty overall in the whole NFL. Marcus Gilbert is opting out down in, uh, yeah, know, in, in uh, yeah, Arizona Phoenix. Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona Cardinals. So uh, that's going to be you know something to watch. I, I think more teams should do that. Yeah, Chaluch, wouldn't you want to do that? I would yeah, want to do that. I would want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to make sure you're going to get the job done. Um, I think sequestering in a hotel is is not a bad idea at all. You know, uh, Bruce Arians, uh, when he, when he held his press conference, he had the mask right. almost up to his eyes. I know, it and was... he had the red hat with matching the the mask. And they're uh, going to face shields too. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, Oakley uh, developed a face shield uh, for the inside of the. Uh, uh, face mask, and uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I think that I, I would wear it. Now, the interesting thing was, I read uh, LSU player. Um, they've got the the full face shield. Yeah. Um, and the guy said it's like having your head in a in a Ziploc bag. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't breathe in it. Yeah. That's what the guy said. Well, really? Yeah. It was just very. I guess it was very claustrophobic to him. Yeah. You know, uh, and I've and I've seen guys like in my gym that were claustrophobic with headgear on. right you right. know i mean it was it was kind of crazy uh to me but you know the but um you know if if it's gonna be beneficial uh and, and if guys are able to accommodate you know if you can get accustomed to it yeah okay get acclimated to it i guess that would be the best thing going yeah you know what uh uh it, it's uh the, because offensive defensive linemen are face to face right and uh you I think uh, the the Oakley Shield uh, is uh, cuts down on uh, right. maybe the you know the COVID thing, and uh, I I would uh, I would use it you know, and I you know, and if it, if it is uh, claustrophobic, you can get over it. Yeah, yeah. I would think. Yeah, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but did you get over the you know when we were uh, sparring? We were. And that never we bothered head, me. Yeah, I, I, the, the never, headgear never. You know, you know when the one time it really bothered me when I was getting a um, MRI. Yeah. And they stick you in that tube. Yeah. And that tube is like right four right. inches off your face. It's yeah. Like very tight. You know, because you're a fat guy, you, you go into the tube and they yeah. bring you in there and yeah. You know, so I was like kind of moving around the guy. I you know they click in they they over the intercom yeah. and they go, Mister Wolfley, are you? Uh, a little uncomfortable. I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Is there anything I can do to, get, you know, making sure you're a little uncomfortable?" I said, "What's the possibility of getting a sandwich in here?" Yeah, <laughs> was uh, you know, I, 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 you know, when when I got the two MRIs, right, uh, uh, on my brain and on my uh, the base of my skull, right, uh, I, I, I said, uh, uh, "Could I go to the bathroom?" <laughs> You're stuck in there, man. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, I, <laughs> It, it, it's throwback Thursday. We're talking about our, our guys, our teammates. And if you want to uh, join in the conversations, 412-919-1316. Been nicely he's, done. He's Wolf. What a pro you are. I'm Tudge, and you are in the locker room.
in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Said the Joker to the thief. I wonder if he was talking Batman Joker. Yeah, no, no. I, no? Not, not. No relief. All along the watchtower. I, this Where is my was favorite. the watchtower and what was it? Yeah, yeah. it was, uh, I don't know. It, it, it was uh, a great song, and it's my favorite. I thought Jimmy. you like knew the song, and you understood where the watchtower was. Or no, what no, was. no. I, 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 you know, dude, the watchtower was <laughs> over the That's right. horizon. Midnight Rider would know. Yeah, Midnight Rider would know. All right, uh, and uh, I was the Midnight Rider. You were. You were. Explain how you were. You know. You know. Um, uh, I was a broadcasting major at Indiana State. And uh, I because took, uh, be, one of us be, here be, be, because I I, I, I was what? gonna I no, was gonna one of us graduated yeah, yeah. and one of us attended yeah, yeah yeah right and and I would I I done graduated, <laughs> um but you know I I I was gonna p be a PE uh, major first but there was a bunch of science. <laughs> And I bailed out. You bailed on the science. And, and then, you know. Um, uh, the truth comes out, Yeah, the, the first class I took uh, was uh, broadcast, broadcast journalism. And the first day of that class, uh, the uh, professor uh, did a mock uh, uh, news conference. And there was a, he said there was a, a crash uh, at the Terre Haute uh, County Airport. But it wasn't, you know, it was just. Uh, make believe, uh, make believe, and we had to write a story about it, and and I loved it. Really? Yeah. I, and I like. Did you go interview any? Or like, like pretend that you were interviewing somebody? Yeah, yeah, just... yeah. Right. And, okay. and and I wrote and I wrote the article. It stunk, uh, but it was fun. Uh, and then you know when we I I, I took the one hundred level uh, radio class, and they made you do. Uh, a radio show, Dude. And, and so I I I did uh, uh, I, I did awesome. this I did the stoner radio. Oh my goodness, yeah. the Midnight Rider. Yeah. Midnight Rider here, dude. Fillmore West, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. That was uh, that was the Stones at Fillmore <laughs> West, and that was the first that was the first uh, concert uh, that uh, Bobby Dylan did electric. <laughs> Did you actually like research stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. about I, the bands? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was, uh, uh, I was a very uh, rock and roll uh, enthusiast, right? So I knew that, you know, I, I knew that. So you'd gained a lot yeah, of knowledge and yeah, just yeah. brought it forward when yeah, you did the and, show. Yeah, and I think, um, I, I, as I recall, uh, Bobby Dylan uh, did it at Monterey, uh, and. Uh, uh, and uh, you know that that, that, that was uh, I, that had to be fun. And, and I mean, you know, and, and then at Monterey, Jimi Hendrix and Otis Redding. So Otis Redding, we're gonna do uh, Jake uh, at the uh, sitting at the dock of the bay. Okay, uh, yeah, we can do yeah, that. Yeah, next. yeah, it's it's uh, great. But it is Throwback Thursday. Throwback Thursday, so we're doing throwback. Yes, we are. We're doing throwback, and I think one of my favorite. Favorite throwback stories is a guy that we just both talked to uh, not too long ago, Keith Willis. Yeah. Keith Willis was just a tremendous ball player. When he left here, of course, he was an undrafted free agent. Right. When he left here, 
He had already, he had uh, he was the all time Steelers sack leader. leader. Yeah, when he left, uh, you know, and he left to ba- Buffalo. Yeah, he went to Buffalo, and I th- went somewhere else too. But um, regardless, when, what I remember most was uh, the Thanksgiving Day massacre, of right? Nineteen eighty three, I yeah. believe it was. And um, at halftime, when we're already down thirty five yeah. nothing. And it was just, it was so bad. Yeah. And guys were getting hurt, you know, because there's one thing about it. When the game goes bad, there's injuries, and somehow the injuries can feel worse. Right. The further behind you are. Yeah. And um, some guys start to, you know. No, do it. He started, he, he was in the locker room. He goes, everybody's getting hurt. Everybody's dropping. We got to get a bit. We got to get back. And then Malone came into the huddle and he said, we can, we can win this. That, and, you're and, talking about Webby. Yeah, Webby goes, no yeah. way we can but, win this. But Skippy Skippy gave one of those speeches at halftime. Right. And he was he was bemoaning the fact that there's too many guys going down. Right. Guys are taking the easy way out. Yeah, it's tough. We're down 35 nothing. We've yeah. got very little chance of pulling it. you got to come back and you got to fight. you got to bring everything you got. Yeah. And he went on and on. And he says, don't you even think about taking the field unless you're ready to go to the mats, to the wall, be able to – you know, come back, give it your all. And we went out there, and in the first series, he was out there. He pulled uh, first his hammy. Play, he pulled his hammy, and he came off, and Gary Dunn said, uh, Nice speech, Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> and that was so, it was so funny. Yeah. You couldn't help it. Yeah. You just couldn't help it. And, yeah. it, you know, but that was, you know, Keith Willis was one of those guys. Um, he was a great competitor. Great competitor. You and him lined up against each other for your entire careers. Yeah, we, we just battled every day. And we, you know, three we times were, a week. Yeah, we were so Full competitive. Pads. We yeah. were so competitive because he wanted to win and I wanted right. to win. Absolutely. And uh, uh, and we, we brought the best out in each other. And, uh, you know, he's think- coaching at Edinburgh now. And, uh uh, we, I was on a Zoom call with him, and you were on yes. a Zoom call with uh, with yep. all his players and coaches, and that was fun. It was very fun, and yeah. one of the things that's uh, so magnificent is as the years pass, when you get together in those precious few moments, right? Like when he was with the Titans, yeah. When you know? he was a defensive line coach, I saw him, and I went running over oh, him. And, and so excited, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's good to see the guys. Yeah. I remember last year when. Gary Dunn was up for the alumni weekend. Well, all the guys were. Uh, Ray Penny was oh, up. I know. Uh, Ted Peterson was up. Uh, uh, the Colonel was up. It was just uh, magnificent. Yeah, yeah. It know, was great seeing to them. To be able to see these Russell guys. Davis. Russell Davis. Uh, Kelvin Sweeney. Yeah, Kelvin Sweeney and, and, uh, and Dirt Winston. The chance to hug up on yeah, each other yeah. again, man. Uh, it is precious, especially when you know you consider that uh, you know you lose some guys as we go down. You yeah. know, the further we go, obviously, um, age takes away. Yeah. And, and but uh, it's it's so beautiful when those moments come together that you are able right. to reestablish those uh, you know the good things that that brought you together in the first place. Yeah, Lauren Taze was there. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. remember when Webby Cliff, cut him Cliff up at training camp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren was spitting mad at Webby, and uh, Webby was spitting mad at Chuck and took it out on Lauren. <laughs> all right, I, I'm going to give you a throwback. All right, give me a throwback. Joe Green. Oh, my gosh. There, there's just too many. Yeah. Too many. Yeah. But I think one of the things that stands out that I, I'll throw out here right now is the time. Was it Chicago or who was it at Three Rivers? It was um, Houston. Houston. No, Oakland. 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 It was Monday night. 
No, no, no. Uh, it was a day game when oh, he, Houston. And, he and uh, Lambert got into a near fist oh, fight. Oh, that was Cleveland. That was Cleveland. Cleveland. So what happened was on third down, um, Joe, or, or second down, Joe didn't do whatever, and Lambert was all on his grill out on the field, and Joe, like, took an attitude, walked off yeah, the field. Yeah. And then after the third down, uh, Lambert came to the sidelines, and – these two are like chin to chin, yeah, right in front of the whole stadium, right yeah. around the thirty-five yard line yeah. on the defensive end, because right. you know you had defense to the one side, offense sitting on the benches to the other side of the fifty. And I remember, I went, I saw that, I saw them going. I'm like, I, I'm that like was our rookie down year. The, oh yeah, yeah, it was like huge, and they're like grill to grill, yeah, and they're going at it, and you think, man, fists are going to fly any second, and we're looking and going, wow, and Mike Wagner walks up and he tries to say something or separate, him, and they both barked at him. Wags was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. And Chuck started walking down towards to see what was going on. He got about the 50, about 15 yards away. I think he heard some of the vehemence flying back and forth. He turned around and headed the other way. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing. Commer heads prevailed. Yeah. And after the game was over, I remember they both went into Tony Parisi's uh, equipment room. And, had, and uh, what, whatever happened Had a there. beverage, cold yeah. beverage. Something to, to calm the nerves. Yeah. And uh, they worked it out. Well, which is I th- what you I, should do as teammates. It, that, not into the uh, no, uh, to the equipment room. It was the uh, sauna. No. no? No, it was the equipment room first. It was just the two of them. Okay. Uh, and, and so, you know, the, the joke. That's why I was afraid that it, things were going to fly. Yeah. Parisi uh, was, like, nervous. Yeah. Joe Green, uh, you know, I'm – Oh, Joe Green used to kick my butt all the time. <laughs> and then uh, he told me to punch and recoil. And that was a great uh, uh, coaching tip. And then, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think it was about week 14, 15, and Joe Green said, Tunch, you're getting better. And I couldn't wait to get home and call my dad. Joe Green said, I'm getting it better, Dad. Joe Green said, I'm getting better. You know. What a wonderful way yeah. to affirm a young player. Yeah. I mean, that's important. Yeah. You know, and I think kind of going back to what's happening today, um, when you hear Deontay Johnson yeah. talking about Ben and how he's reaching out and communicating with Deontay more, right. um, that endears the player right. to the other player. Yeah. And it that's an affirmation that I think strengthens the bonds and therefore right. the spirit and therefore the production. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and Ben, uh, last that year, almost made sense. you know, Ben was a cheerleader last year. Right. Yeah. Because he couldn't play. And, and, uh, I think, uh, he developed closer relationships with the guys because he wasn't focusing on the game. Right. He was focusing on them and the Exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and so and you people know, respect again that great yeah. player that he is yeah. and still was and he's there and he's rooting them on right. and he's pouring into them whatever knowledge he's able to at at that moment. Yeah. You know, and, and I know that he went through some you know, the the, the contrast was, was tough. You know, he knows what it's like to be the starter. And when he would try to help Mason or Devlin, you know, you want to don't want to overstep it or overfill yeah. a guy's head. Right. You know right. what I mean? So it's tough. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to give you another old school. Well, hold on. We we got one minute, man. We got one we got, minute. Yeah. All right, all right. Save yeah. it for the 11 o'clock all hour. Right, we'll all go right. 11 o'clock. All right, so uh, we're, you know, we're going to take a break. Uh, and we're going to bring back more stuff. You know, and, and it's yes. Throwback Thursday. Yes. If you want to uh, talk about a throwback. 
a throwback uh, memory you might have. Yeah, you might have. Up at training camp, yeah. uh, at a game, practice, what Yeah, because, you? you know, when we were rookies, we signed a lot of autographs, and the the fans were right there. The, yeah. I remember 18,000 fans. Right. On 1980, yeah. on the first day when the veterans came. Right. Can you imagine that up at St. Vincent College? Yeah. No fences except around the field. Yeah. It was just amazing. And the the fans were unbelievable. I'd never seen anything like it in my life. And they uh, were great. Yeah, yeah. And how many fans would I love back then was people would say, here, I got I got a picture of my man cave. Yeah. I mean, they had, they had Steeler, yeah. you know, man caves back then. And you know what? Um I, I I used to look up and go, wow, they're they're coming here. They're, it, is, it was and amazing. everybody, you know, uh, a lot of people plan their vacation around Steelers training absolutely. camp. Yeah, absolutely. I one of the best memories I have was uh, the first day in pads, getting a fight with Steve Furness, and uh, they gave us a standing ovation. Right, on the right, right. I mean, I'm like, going, wow, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> So it was great. Anyhow, we go to break, Chalooch. Yeah, was that uh, uh, what year was that? When I was throw, I was you know they they were uh, 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 talking trash out of the thing, and I said, "Come down here, and I will do one on one." We'll talk about that when uh, we come back. All right, we're gonna take a break, and these Wolf I'm touch you're in a locker room. <laughs> Sun. I'll be sitting in the evening come watching the ships. Uh, I don't think the Steelers are ever underdogs or underdogs. I think we have a certain expectation around here that everybody in the NFL holds us to. But uh, as far as just individual performance, probably, you know, being coming back from, you know, the year where he got hurt and having people questioning whether he could return. At his age, it will definitely drive somebody to feel like they're an underdog. But, you know, Ben is Ben Roethlisberger. If he's on the field, if he's playing, he's healthy. He's a top quarterback in this league. So I don't think there's any undermining what he's going to bring to the game. He's You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. So that was uh, Vince Williams talking about not being an underdog. And uh, that's Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. I, I love that song. It is a great yeah, song. Yeah, it is a great no song. No doubt about yeah. it. And, of course, that would be because it's old school. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Vince Williams is old school. You know, uh, I, I read an uh, article, I think it was the Post-Gazette. Vince Williams is not much for holding court with the media in the locker room. He'll do interviews here and there, but he keeps the press conference-type gatherings to a minimum. And and so Keith Butler said, we're going to blitz you because you can't cover. Well, you know, there's a lot of things, I think, about Vince. You know, and he will, and and rightly so, any player will defend his ability in whatever, you know, whether for an offensive lineman, run blocking, pass protection, that sort of thing. For a linebacker, there's, there's, uh, you know, run defense, uh, and there's also pass coverage. Yeah. And Vince, it's not like... He's not terrible at pass coverage. Yeah, he's he's still good at pass yeah. coverage, but it's not his strength. Yeah, and that's where I think um, you know sometimes a player can get defensive. Yeah, if people say, "Well, he's got deficiencies," every player has deficiencies. Right, right. I right. mean, there's 
I don't care whether you're a Hall of Famer or not. There's deficiencies in your game. Yeah. And his strength is his ability to get that downhill thud. Yeah. All right. That that ability to get his run fits. He's a communicator extraordinaire. That's one of the things Butsy talks about. Right. His ability to get people lined up and communicate both primary and secondary when the parts start moving. And the other thing is. Uh, he can cover, yeah. it, but he's a better blitzer. Yeah. He's, he had eight sacks. Yeah. An inside linebacker getting eight sacks right. is like a defensive tackle getting 12 sacks. Yeah. That's a lot of sacks for that position. Right, right, right. And, you know, he, he uh, and he'll knock you on your keister. Yes, he will. Yeah, and uh, he's the most physical linebacker. Uh, you know, I like him. I like Vin better than Mark Barron. True. Uh, Vince is pretty confident of what he can do. Uh, you know, he's old school run stopper. He's 233 pounds. And I know that Jerio likes him because he is, uh, he's got that ferocity and coming downhill. Yes. And one of the things I I was impressed was I was impressed with his, his tenacity. You know I mean? I love the way he focused and and got intense as, you know, practice goes and in the week comes you know up towards the weekend right. and you get that frame of mind as you walk the zone up to the game right and one of the things that uh, i respected was uh, also he was you know he w- was one of those guys that would engage in a little bit of fisticuffs when right. needed but one of the things also you learn too is that you also have to make it appropriate you know you can't just get into a skirmish every time you got you know somebody uh, cheap shots you. Yeah, yeah and i remember in practice probably a second year maybe third, but I think it was his second year when Vinny got into a little bit of – he was about to get into a skirmish on the sidelines, and then he stopped and he walked away. Right. And I was standing – happened to be standing near where Mike Tomlin was, and I heard Mike Tomlin's voice boom out, and he says, oh, 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 somebody's starting to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, that you know, and that's Mike. That's Mike's way of saying, yeah. all right, that's the way to do it. Sometimes you got to walk away. You got to right. walk away. You can't take the penalty, and you've got to be mature enough to put yourself behind the needs of the team and what's yeah. going on. And I thought that was, and that was a, it was a great um, job of Mike pointing that out and highlighting it. Yeah, I, I, I and he's a throwback. Yeah, yes. Uh, Vinny is a throwback. He would have been good in our day, uh, and uh, you know I love the way he's a downhill player. I love the way he's a thumper. Uh, I love the way he anticipates, um, and uh, you know, I, I think he's he's going to compliment Devin Bush uh, very well, because uh, you know those two guys got to play in unison, uh, and they got to play together. Uh, so uh, uh, we're going to see, uh, you know, those guys uh, play very well. Uh, so. Let's go to the phones. It's 412-919-1316. Let's go to Dan in Florida. Dan, welcome to the locker room. Hey, Tunch, Wolf, how are you doing? Hey, we're doing great, man. How are you guys doing down there in that? All of a sudden, I want Italian on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, um, just wanted to call and say that uh, glad you guys are back. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're glad we're back, uh, too. I tell you, with everything going on, you two guys are a ray of freaking sunshine. <laughs> so. Tell my wife that, would you? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, 
I don't want to take up your time. I just wanted to call and uh, welcome you back. And thank you so I hope much. You have a good season this year. Yeah, we hope so, it's a great season too. And and by the way, you just humbled us with the fact right. you call up and say that. Thanks, thank you, brother. Thanks, brother Dan. Thank you. God bless you, buddy. Yes, sir. Take care. God bless. All, All right, right man. Take have a care. great day. All right, have a great day, Dan. Uh, be careful of the coronavirus down in Florida. <laughs> you know what? I'm kind of more worried about the humidity than the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, so, man. But anyway, you guys take care, okay? Thank you, brother. Uh, all right. Appreciate it. Take care, all buddy. Right. All right. Uh, it's 412-919-1316. We'll, we'll go to Thrash in Virginia. Uh, Thrash, welcome to the locker room. Thrash? Hello? Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. I, all right. Hey, how are you guys doing this morning? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I got a couple of training camp stories for you guys. Okay. So uh, one actually involves Tunch. Uh, I'm way too young to see you guys play whenever uh, you were playing. But uh, <laughs> one of my first times going to training camp, uh, Tunch was actually one of my first autographs that I got. Wow. And uh, the reason I got it is because my dad is such a big fan of you guys, and he listened to you guys uh, on the radio whenever he was working at Pizza Hut back in the 80s. <laughs> and uh, he, he called Tunch over, and, and, and Tunch was one of my first autographs. All right. Oh, yeah, that's uh, – I'm honored, Thrash. Absolutely. But And by the way, Pizza Hut's good pizza. Yeah. That's good pizza, man. Now, yeah, he was uh, employee of the month two uh, two years – or, yeah, two months in a row. All right. But I will say this. Caliente pizza will spank him. Right. That, that, that is a, a sensational pizza. But c- continue, dear Thrash. Uh, and then my uh, my second story is at uh, it was at Latrobe Memorial Stadium during one of the scrimmages. Okay. And uh, Mean Joe Green was patrolling the sidelines, just kind of watching, hanging out. And uh, my dad had called out his name, and he had one of those old disposable cameras. And uh, he snapped a picture of Mean Joe Green, and Mean Joe gave him this nasty, nasty look, and he said, "Hey, what are you doing taking my picture? I'm not taking your picture." <laughs> Joe is one of those guys that, you know, he, he he really gets besieged, you know, everywhere he goes. Yeah, yeah. And I remember Tunch was getting – you went and got an autograph right. off him. And even then it was kind of like, eh, do you want to go up and ask him? <laughs> even though we were teammates with him. Yeah. Uh, he's a great, great guy, a great player, and uh, I'm glad leader. it was a positive experience yeah. that you had. You know, because there's some people like Paul Howard out in Denver, the guy he punched in the, his own huddle. Yeah, the punch, punch in the uh, <laughs> yeah. bolo yeah. punch. He didn't. He didn't bolo punch it, or, or he did. He, he punched Tunch one time. <laughs> right oh man, that, that had to hurt. Yeah, <laughs> he he hit he hit my belly button and it uh, and it hit my spine. <laughs> <laughs> All at the same time, huh? Yeah. You know, exactly so. Well, Thrash, thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you calling in and telling us your throwback story. Yep, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. All All right, right, God bless you. Thank you, man. Thrash. All right. So, you know, we're we're talking about um, uh, uh, throwbacks. And, uh, you know, um, I, I mentioned that Jerry O likes Vince Williams because, right, Vince is an attacker. And uh, uh, you know, um, what, what what was that uh, uh, movie with the submarine? 
Uh, oh, Red um, Red Hunt October. For red October. Oh, Hunt for yeah, red. yeah. yeah. Hunt Way for to red. go, Hunt, Jacob. Hunt for Red October. Yes. Uh, and he said, uh, you know, the uh, the the uh, submarine would attack. Yeah, they they uh, went with the torpedoes, but right. they turned the torpedo on right before it got. Right, I got to the best. And what's the, the point of that? Yeah, he, that's that's what Vince plays. He 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 blows up uh, oh, okay. offensive line. I was trying to understand where you were going with that. Yeah, yeah. You stop, you the st- Akula submarine. Okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Well, that is Vince, and that's one of the things that he is is very very good at diagnosing and getting to the intersection point. Right. You know the and and I, that's a gift. Yeah. You know, not all guys got that. But yeah. Mark Barron was a runaround guy. That's why right. they had some issues I think with him. Yeah. And the other thing was he didn't communicate as well as what right. uh, Vince is capable of doing. So I think the two of them together it's going to be great and I'm also again, I can't help but say this. I'm looking forward to seeing Ulysses Gilbert the 3rd. Right. I'm hoping that he's able Yuli. to yeah, UG3, as they call him. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, uh, if this young man has uh, rehabbed properly, got his back going, he's got the speed, he's got the quicks, he's got a nice quick st- strike. Uh, he doesn't take many steps to get to max force yeah. when he hits. And that's something that it's a gift, you know, being able to generate that amount of right. force in, in very few steps. So. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get to see some of that coming. Yeah, up. Yuli, uh, we'll we'll be able to see some of that. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll take your calls four one two nine one nine one three one six. Tell us your uh, throwback story because it is Throwback Thursday. He's That's Wolf, right. and I'm Tunch, and we're throwbacks. <laughs> Way, 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 throwbacks. Uh, and so we'll, we'll we're going to take a break, and we'll be back right after this. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high I think any um, athlete, any competitor will tell you they want to go out on their own terms, right? Uh, and it doesn't happen. Um, all the time. We don't always get lucky, whether that's trades, cuts, injuries, whatever that is. And so um, I think if I had felt that I was closer to the end, I, I've, it might have been more of a decision for me to you know, think longer about coming back or not. But I, I just I didn't feel that I was that I'm close to that yet. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Ben is the rocket man. And uh, <laughs> Ben, you know, talked about, uh, you know, any athlete or competitor wants to go on on his own terms. So, did you go out on your own terms? Um, no, I... I in a sense, yes. In a sense, no. Um, yeah. Because I, I knew, I knew going into my twelfth year, um, I was done. Yeah. You know, I was going to finish out, like, uh, punch it in my last twelfth, that being my twelfth year, and I was in Minnesota at the time, and then um, the Vikings didn't renew my contract, right. and that was a mutual parting of ways. You know, yeah. I told them I was going. You know, I was done. Yeah. You know, you just I was just too too beat up. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, when I, I, I finished out in Green Bay in 93 in my 14th year, uh, and I came home 
uh, and uh, they weren't going to renew my contract either. Uh, that but being I, the Steelers you're yeah, talking about, you, yes. No, the, the Packers. Oh, the Packers, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, I I, uh, I got a call, you know, John Marciano, my agent, uh, got calls from the Jets and from uh, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, that they that they were interested. And, um, you know, I, I thought, you know, I was thinking about something magical about your 15th year, you know, mm. your 15th year. And I was, uh, you know, playing. But then um, Channel 11 called me up, and they offered me the job because Mark Malone, who was the, doing the Streeler right. pregame show, he went to ESPN, and uh, uh, they offered me the job. And I, 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 I kept on thinking about it, and I said, uh, well, will this job – be here next year. And, uh, uh, you know, and so, you know, I wanted to get into broadcasting cause that was my degree. Uh, and, uh, uh, and you know what? And I thought to myself, I don't want to go through another training camp. <laughs> it's always training camp. Yeah. Cause when I decided that it was going to be my last year, it was in training camp. Yeah. My 12th one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, it's spectacular. By the way, I just got a text from Hoopy. Yeah. Now, for people that don't know, my mom, uh, Esther, is is uh, she's grandma is, is referred to as Hoopy. Yeah. Uh, by all her grandkids, and uh, she finally got our show. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, um, one of her uh, her her daughter in law. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, son-in-law got her hooked up with the computer. Yeah. And she's listening to the show. So way to go, Hoopy. Oh. We're so glad you're listening. That's my mom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know what? Good stuff there. She was. She by the way, she was texting about a story. <laughs> love you, Hoopy. <laughs> yes. Love, love you, mom. Yeah. Love All right. You, so welcome to the show. She finally was able to yeah. join us. Yeah. Uh, so no setbacks for Ben yes. yesterday. You know, uh, and throwing that. You know, and he still. You know, one of the comments he made, he still has a lot in the tank. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, my arm feels good, uh, really good, feels great. Uh, and um, He even referred to feeling young Yeah, again. Yeah. He said, if you can feel young at this age, I'm thinking, you don't know how bad that, you know. When you when you get to 62, like yeah, us, yeah. That, now that's, get yeah, Zooks, man, that's yeah. old. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he... Is he going to be in a pitch count? I would I would expect him to have yeah. some sort of pitch count, like we yeah. were talking about yesterday. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that you want to make sure that you have, and they do it basically. You're doing it with a full practice, right. half a practice day, a day off, yeah, like he has done in the past. Yeah, what he's not throwing often in this week because uh, you know there's the, he's throwing enough. Yeah, there's um, it, now. Deontay said he cut he cut it loose, yeah. you know, the other day, throwing the ball with some zip doodah on it. Right. You know, and that's – to me, that's great stuff. Just don't overdo it, Ben. You know, he's got to know his own body. You know, yeah. he's got to be able to understand, you know, when you're starting to red line and right. when you need to pull back from yeah. that red line. Yeah, and, you know, he, he was talking about he doesn't know any quarterbacks that uh, replace three tendons. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know – that's uh, uh, the the sur the surgeon was great, did a great job, yeah. and it was a let's see, it was three of the five flexors. Yeah, so you could call it a triflexora. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm brilliant sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, you 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 you're brilliant. Um uh so I have my moments. Yeah, and uh it's uh you know, a, a, a maturity factor, I, I got a lot in the tank, you know, and I still have a lot to give this team, and I still have a lot to give the uh, fans, and I want Lombardis. Yes. Plural. Plural. Uh, plural. But think uh, about this, Chalooch, this is, and this is what was important. Remember yeah. when we came aboard and Brad was in the huddle? Right. All right. And you've often referred to this. You got that guy. Yeah. You look at him, and you know he's that guy that no matter how bad it's been, right. he can pull it together and pull our fannies out of the fire. Right. And that is a that is a, a rallying point all the time. Every time you're in the huddle. Yeah. You know, to be in there with the blonde bomber. That yeah. was that was just awesome. Yeah. Of course, those teams were filled with so many great players. But Bradshaw was the guy that was a, at a rallying point, and you knew this guy could get it done right. no matter what the score was. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Terry was a great guy. And he was and he was funny. He was funny. He was funny. Uh, and, uh, you know, Terry, uh, we we enjoyed playing with Terry. There's no question about it. Look, yeah. he was a great leader. He was a great player. Yeah. Um, I know that at the time, you know, when we came aboard, it was – you know, on the, the the downside in the sense of, you know, it was a transition period. Right. You know, when we came aboard, the Steelers had just won their fourth Super Bowl. Right. And uh, there was a lot of guys that, uh, you know, were pushing the upper end of their careers. And yeah. Coach Knoll had – it was tough. Yeah. You know, I can understand – you know, I had conversations with Tom Moore up in Minnesota and, yeah. you know, talking to him about what I didn't see at the time. And, and one of them was, was – Chuck's reluctance to cut the guys right. who had, you know, carried them through through yeah. into a Super Bowl. Yeah. And that's that's gotta be tough. And right. you, but Chuck always seemed so kind of impervious to right. the personal stuff. You know, and yet here it was. Tom was telling me, he goes, you guys never saw it, but it was really hard on him. Yeah. He really hated having to do it. You know, when the L C Green uh Greenwood yeah. uh, when he was he, he was cut, you yeah. know. And I mean it, Releasing guys like that was just really hard for him. Right. And, uh, you know, I remember when Franco held out in yeah. uh, 84. Uh, 84, and he said, Franco who? Yeah. 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 And, you know, I mean, but those were – that was tough. Yeah. You know, and so it was it was nice um, in retrospect to talk with Tom about it and get his perspective right. on Coach Knoll because, let's face it, Coach Knoll changed their lives. He was a great man. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was – you, you saw him as a very strong, formidable type guy, and yet you know he had that soft side, his yeah. that inner uh, desire for for keeping those guys around when you know some of them were on the downside. Yeah, and you know they were. Uh, it was good for us that they kept him around. Uh, he kept him around uh, because we got. Um, uh, learning experiences from them. We, sure. We, we learned the game from them. No question. Uh, they encouraged us. Uh, you know, uh, Webby, Sometimes Colby, they discouraged yeah, us. Yeah, Larry Brown. <laughs> Larry Brown. And, uh, you know, we, we – you know – It was I, a great time. I, I think uh, uh, we couldn't have played at another team where we have been so good. No. Uh, uh, you know – uh, I, I just God's think, timing is yeah. always the best, and yeah. we were brought to Pittsburgh, and it right. has been nothing but uh, great stuff yeah. for me. And, and this franchise 
it's it's a special franchise, right, right? You know, special people. And and you know when when I came here, I saw guys, a bunch of guys that loved Jesus, loved yep. each other, loved me, yep. and I got saved. Yeah, uh, that that that, that that was the best thing that happened to me. You and that forehead. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna take a break. Uh, we'll be back. Four one two nine one nine one three one six. We'll be back after this. And the sun was shining I was laying in bed Wondering if she'd changed it all If her hair was still red So, so far so good um, It's been fun infusing the young guys Into that group As, as, we, as we go through these necessary things um, It is unusual To kind of be in the mode that we're in We all, those of us that have been in this business We kind of have an internal clock And there's things that you You know, anticipate doing around August the 5th or so um, annually. And um, the fact that we're not there is an adjustment, but we're working to manage our emotions and focus on the things that we are able to do. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. That's Mike Tomlin, head coach, uh, talking about uh, infusing the guys in and... uh, uh, taking it slow, and it, it is going to be slow. Uh, the first uh, week, it's going to be um, uh, uh, running, t- running, conditioning, right. lifting, uh, and uh, a little throwing. Well, Chuluch, here's one of the things that kind of go back a little bit because we were talking earlier about how Tampa Bay sequesters. Right. You know, we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, opting out, you know, New England losing eight, 50 guys, and all this stuff. None of the Steelers have opted out. Right. You know, and I think so much has to do with the top-down leadership. Yeah. You, you done playing with your boom mic there? Right, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that, Jacob? That go out over the air? That went out. That went out. That's okay. okay. Yeah, okay. Um, but the thing about it is, with Mike Tomlin, I believe uh, they, he's – made everybody feel like they're doing the utmost that they can right. to make them comfortable, protected, and uh, able to, you know, be protected from the virus. Yeah, you, you know, know? They, and and uh, guys want to play. Yeah. Deontay, you know, when, in his interview, he was saying, yeah, I want to play. Ben, I want to play. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, you you were talking about Matthew Stafford. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great example of something. I'm anxious to see how all this testing comes out. Matthew Stafford went negative, negative, false positive, then negative, negative yeah. in his testing, okay? And they realized that it was a false positive after they made him sit out and put him on the COVID list. Yeah. And what happens during the season now? If you have I mean, a false positive. Yeah. You you have somebody. Uh, you have a, a Tom Brady, a Ben Roethlisberger. You have, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. And you, you they get a, a false positive? Right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And that guy has to sit out for two weeks? Right. And all of a sudden you come back and go, um, by the way, uh, that was uh, that was not a, that was a false positive. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, you know, and so that that does alarm me because right. to me now it's kind of almost like the concussion thing. 
Yeah. You got some neutral observer on the sidelines who looks over and says, ah, you know what? Uh, that guy's he, concussed. Yeah, yeah. And if you're in the Super Bowl and you're like, going, we got to go back in, and you take out a key player. Right. I mean, that 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 does cause concern. Yeah, yeah. You know, and especially if the guy, the dude is okay or it's a false positive. Right. I, I don't know how you get a false positive. I mean. I, I remember when uh, we played Cincinnati and uh, David Fulcher had a pick six, and I tackled him in the end zone, and he kneed me in the head, uh, and uh, he fell over to the end zone. And uh, I I got up, and I was doing the John Wayne walk. Right, right, a little and, sideways, a uh, little yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. and uh, um, uh, Chuck said, are you okay? I go, I'm okay. Because I thought, you know, when you get buzzed, it takes a little while to come back. Right. But it comes back. Mm-hmm. And so, but it didn't come back that day. And so I went out, uh, you know, I, I said, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I feel great. I feel good. I feel wonderful. Uh, what about Bob? Uh, and, right. uh, and so uh, I went out for the next series and I was. You're a little goofy. I was a little goofy. And I, and, and I don't cut guys, but I cut every play. And, well, you can't figure. You're trying to figure out which way to go. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, uh, I was coming off the doing the John Wayne walk, and Doctor Maroon said, "You're you're you're concussed." Right. Uh, I said, "Doc, if I close one eye, I could see clearly." And he said, "I don't care what you could see. <laughs> I care what that means. That means you're concussed." <laughs> and and he and he took my helmet away. Well, you know, I mean, that's you know, Dr. That's, Maroon. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Dr. Maroon. He, yeah, he I love Dr. Maroon. He was, just a great guy. He, was you know, uh, he, he pulled me off the field and many, you know, and when I was in training camp, got concussed, ended up in the hospital, that sort of thing. Um, and and I love the man because he he loves the players, right? And he, he was at the forefront even before all this stuff, yeah, came out. And uh, I have great appreciation for him. And he's he's just a magnificent right. man, yeah. You know, but anyhow. Uh, the, the thing I worry about is now if you get these po- false positives, um, that can really lay into uh, hurting a team's chances to win. You know, yeah. I mean, if you have the wrong players, you know, I mean, it, it's one thing if you have uh, practice squad players who've been, you know, moved up. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, they get they, they they get flagged for it. That's one thing. But uh, say a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You know, that would be, oh, that would be wicked. Right. You it, know? it would be good for us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be true. But, I mean, think about it. I mean, what this could happen with a coach. Yeah. You know, you get flagged. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I remember when I got concussed – my rookie year against Buffalo, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and I came to the sidelines uh, uh, to you, and I go, dude, look at the bright colors. <laughs> I knew you were gone. You were uh, gone so then. I, 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 I had to replace uh, you on the kickoff. Yeah, yeah. I, I I went into the Midnight Rider. Yeah, you're like, oh, you know, look at those yeah. bright colors, fluorescent orange <laughs> hunting suits. Yeah, because uh, in in Buffalo, in Orchard Park, right? Uh, you saw a lot of blaze orange. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but the other thing about Matt uh, Stafford is, you think about he comes home to his family. You yeah, know, it's like going, whoa. You know, everybody you got to right. you got to isolate stuff like that. So I mean, there you've got to really you've got to be serious about the testing protocol. Yeah, be careful. And hopefully, 
hopefully um, they get it worked out so right. there's not any more of those. All right, it's 412-919-1316. Let's go to Nick in Tampa. Uh, Nick, welcome to the locker room, bro. Good morning, guys. It's good to talk to you. Good talking hey, with you good. so far, bud. <laughs> uh, do me a favor, uh, spray that uh, microphone with some lights on, spread some health down here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay, I'll do, I'll do it. it uh, well, he's been fogging the whole room up, Nick. I mean, don't <laughs> encourage him anymore, man. He's I, like, I'm he's like, start, he's I'm, the Lysol king. I'm going to start calling you Roach. Uh, well, <laughs> he's coming out. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's right now. He's hosting us. I, 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 I went through the uh, microphone for you, Nick. <laughs> I, I pre- I'm breathing it in. No, it's, I feel better already. <laughs> what do you got, hey, buddy? Uh, I've got a training camp story for you. Okay. Several years ago, you know, we were up at the training camp. With, I was up there with my family, and uh, I think it was uh, – uh, uh, Steelers Nation Live had a drawing that you could go down on the on the field afterwards to meet with one of the players. Right. And my daughter won that, and ah. she was uh, she was uh, oh you know maybe seven or eight at the time. And uh, Sean Squeezum sent uh, took her on a tour of the field, and uh, he was just a great guy. Yeah, he oh. is he a great guy. Try- Sean is a great he guy. Her, he let her try on the his pads and his jersey and we got pictures of that mm-hmm. he let her try on his shoes he said as a matter of fact when he was putting the shoes on her he said this must make you feel a little bit like cinderella or, 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 or i'm like prince charming you know trying the shoe on you and uh uh it, it was just he just went out of his way to relate to her make her feel good and then even afterwards they walked up the hillside, which, you know, is surrounded by the fans. And, uh, of course, the, the fans are calling out for autographs. And, and Sean is telling Rachel, my daughter, uh, hey, Rachel, they want your autograph. <laughs> and uh, it's just, you know, it just made her feel great. It made us feel great. And, uh, uh, you know, just deepened our commitment to uh, the, uh, the Steelers team. Nation, man. You know the beautiful yeah. thing about it, and when you when you look at that, that's it's a great thing for Sean to be pouring a little life into your girl, wouldn't you say? You know, and that you have oh, that I- ability to reach out and touch, and and the guy is is willing to, you know, go beyond. Uh, you know, it's not the most pleasant time to be pleasant up at training camp, right? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Right and and I just think yeah. it's fabulous when you hear stories of people pouring a little life into other people taking a few minutes out of the day. That, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, uh, it, it meant a lot to us and still does to this day. And one of our one of our great memories of being up at camp. Uh, my question to both of you guys is, who was the toughest players that you played against and what made them tough? And then we're talking about nice guys as well. And, and this could be the toughest as well, but who were the nicest guys you played against? The toughest and the nicest guy was the same guy, yeah. Reggie White. Uh, Reggie, you know, you, you, uh, all every uh, uh, every game, I tried to get mad at the my opponent, and uh, uh, you know, I would, uh, you know, I'd pray 
like David, uh, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Uh, uh, and then, uh, and, and then, then when I played Reggie, uh, I said, who is this the uncircumcised Philistine that probably loves you more than me? Because, uh, <laughs> you know, he was the minister of defense. And, you know, he was a great player. And he was a genetic mutation. Uh, he was so he was six four, three hundred pounds, and he could run. And he was a great guy. And so, uh, you know, when we, we played against each other, he said, "Hey, Tunch, how's the family?" And it just took away my madness. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, and uh, uh, he was a great player. And when I went to Green Bay, he was in Green Bay. And we got into we we got into a Bible study together, and all year long, uh, me, him, and Kenny Rutgers and Johnny Holland, uh, and Rich Moran, uh, we did a Bible study, and he, he, he you know, uh, loved Rich. He was a great, great player. Right. You know, there there were so many really tough, hard nosed ball players back in the day. Randy White was a guy. Uh, he was a tough player. But I didn't like him. He didn't like me. We uh, we had issues. Uh, so that was, that, that was one of those, you know, kind of grudge matches you had every year or every other year, whenever we played. Um, but it was funny cause after we retired, I, I, I saw him down at a function, um, some years later and it was, it, everything was like copacetic and cool, you know, yeah. but you know, you think about like the 86 bears, every one of those guys, right. that was like murderers row up right. front there, right. whether it was Mongo, whether it was Richard Dent, whether it was. Wilbur Marshall, whether it was uh, Dan Hampton, yeah, Danny Hampton, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, what about Mike? You Mike know? Singletary, absolutely. And, Singletary was brutal. Uh, and uh, uh, there's so many great players there. Wilbur, Nick. It's, it's, Wilbur Marshall, yeah, yeah, and uh, Otis Wilson. Otis Wilson. He went to Syracuse one year. Yes, he did. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, but he transferred to Louisville. <laughs> yeah, the, academically, so he couldn't hang with us acad- acad- ac- academic type people. Yeah, you know. Like me. <laughs> Let me ask you, is it the size, the strength, the speed of these guys, the technique that made them the toughest? I mean, what, what made them the toughest? Well, the the, the size and strength. Yeah. yeah. Randy was very violent yeah, yeah. and explosive. I'll tell you, you know who I really respect, and a couple of names just popped in my head. Um, Daryl Grant from Washington Redskins, very, very, very good player, um, tough guy. Uh, the other one, though, was Jerome Brown from the Eagles. Yeah. Jerome Brown, not a lot of people remember him, but he was very, very much in the same conversation with uh, some of the top defensive linemen. He was a tough guy, and he was uh, he was a big guy like Reggie. Yeah, Nick, the worst game I played was against Lyle Alzado. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, when, when I went to the Pro Bowl in 88 – he was doing things for uh, uh, ESPN. He was doing things. And so he he was uh, on the beach, and I was going off the beach, and I put my head down, and he said, come on, Tunch, say hi. And I, <laughs> and I, and I said, you kick my butt, uh, and I'm never going to forgive you about that. He goes, everybody gets their, their butt kicked. Uh, you know, everybody gets your – and look at you. Now you're at the Pro Bowl. And I and, I, and so I went up to him and I shook his hand and uh, he was he, you know he was a he you know we had a, we got in a fight in that game uh, and he was so nice 
uh, at the Pro Bowl. And so uh, it was, you know, uh, and so I made up with him. Yeah. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah. Hey, guys, I appreciate the show, and uh, uh, I'm going to listen on. All right. Thank you, brother. Uh, thank you, uh, Nick. Uh, God bless you. All right, we're going to take uh, a break, and we're going to come back with more calls. 412-919-1316. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, did you, when you played, yes, you made the, the guy that you were playing against ugly and bad? Well, you, you had to, I think... So much of it really was making it, as Mike Tomlin talks about, a faceless, nameless guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just – because I remember having to play against one of my high school teammates, Jimmy Burt. Uh, that was that was very hard. Yeah. You know, and you really had to blank out any sort of friendship until the game was over. Yeah. Because what you're attempting to do, especially back in the day, it was a vicious game. Yeah. I mean, it was played with a, a real nasty <laughs> – disposition right towards anybody wearing an opposite jersey right you know and so not that saying that it, it doesn't occur today but it's a different game but you, it, it, it was you, much nastier yeah it was it was just played. that that nasty because uh you know guys that's the violence of the game that was celebrated right now, of course they've modified rules and they're trying to protect the guys more which i i, I understand and and Okay, cool, but um, back then it was just really a ball up your fist and go. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know what, um, you projected the animosity onto your player because uh, right. you you wanted to get intense and nasty, uh, and uh, that that's the way that the game was. It was. It didn't start off with a handshake. Right. <laughs> no. I mean, very few were the guys when you're like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Now, the one funny instance I can I can refer to, the one funny thing that happened to me was Al Bubba Baker. Right. Now, Al, I knew because my brother played with him in, in uh, Phoenix, yeah. you know, in Arizona. And Al was about 6'8", and he, at that time, he was playing for the the Browns. Right. The Browns. Now, remember, he had these real long fingers. Yeah. And he would have this habit, if you – honked him off, he would poke you in the eye. He'd yeah. reach right through and, and attempt to stab you in the eyes. Yeah. Well, he got a couple of guys, you know, earlier. Mike Humiston in, yeah. in Indianapolis. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and Humiston's wife went after him yeah, on the bus. Yeah, yeah, right. She was so honked off. But it was funny because I, that happened the week before, and here I am playing against Bubba. Uh, at offensive tackle in Cleveland, and the very first break from the huddle come to line of scrimmage, and Al standing there at the line of scrimmage, he goes, "Hey, Wolf, how you doing?" And I go, "Hey, Al," and I put my hand up like Curly from yeah. the Three Stooges, yeah. you know, nyuck, 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 when Curly, when uh, Larry yeah, would yeah. try to poke him in the eye with the fingers. I I can't believe I did that. Yeah. I mean, I just broke up laughing. It was just a reaction, you know, and and he started laughing too. But you know, the thing about it is, normally you don't have that sort of like uh, right. 
you know, like and Bubba, Bubba was a nice guy. He was a good dude. He was, uh, a, he good was, he was a great player. He he, he he's got a uh, he lives in uh, Clearwater Beach and he has a barbecue uh, joint, a barbecue place in a Akron. And uh, oh, does he? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was in Akron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he has a uh, barbecue place down in Clearwater Beach. No kidding. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. It's 412-919-1316. Let's go to Rich in Orlando. Rich, welcome to the locker room. Hi, Dunch Wolf. I am so excited that you guys are back. If other than God waking me up this morning, this was the best <laughs> thing that happened. Oh, God bless you, bro. Thank you for the encouragement, <laughs> yes. Rich. Yeah, I have a story. I believe it was back in 1977. Um, I came up to the training camp in Lake Trove, uh, St. Vincent, and I, I went up there. I was in shorts, and I had kind of like a cut-off top, and uh, I went up. Not too many people were there, and I was walking down towards the field, and I was thinking, this is so great that I could get this close. And then there was a break for lunchtime, and these players were coming off, and I took a picture of Lynn Swan, and he was very nice. And I, you know, I took a picture of him, and then these two other guys came over. I said, hey, guys, can I get your picture? And they said, yeah, they stopped. I took their pictures. They said, do you want our autograph? I said, no, I don't want your autograph. And I went over <laughs> and tried to get someone else's picture. But anyway, then I, I went back, got up to my car, and uh, it was probably about three months later, the guys I refused to get an autograph from was Donnie Shell and Tony Dungy. Oh yeah, you 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 missed it. <laughs> yeah, right. and, and, and they were so nice. They were so nice. They were like, "Hey, do you want to get out of here? I'm looking for Lynn Swan and Don." <laughs> yeah, and and Donnie and Tony, uh, they, they both love Jesus. They they would have put a a a, a, a Bible verse on your autograph. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'll tell you just one more quick thing that happened is that I left. I told you I was up there in shorts. And uh, as I was leaving, because I was going to come back after lunch, when I was leaving the security guard up there, I said, um, it's really neat. I said, am I going to have any problems uh, when I come back to uh, get into the field? The security guard looked at me and said, practices are closed. I thought you were a player. Get out of here. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's a really good story, man. Oh. Hey, love you guys. I am so, so happy. Not only that you guys are on the air, but I'm sure there's others, but you're the only guy on air anywhere that have no problem saying you love Jesus. Mm -hmm. Man, and that excites me. That's, so that's a true word. God's Thank you, bro. Covering all over you, man. Uh, Thank you, bro. Appreciate Thank Rich. That. And you know what? Uh, uh, Wolf was instrumental to leading yeah. me to Jesus. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It was after after uh, you know what uh, I I got down on his level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I always say I I, I always say I always say Wolf took Paul's exhortation to be all things to all men, so that he may win some to the gospel, <laughs> literally. Be because uh, we were doing things that weren't very, yeah. Let's let's roll on, we shall we? My mom's listening. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 hey, hey, guys, I'll tell you what. I'm a former atheist. Well, I thought I was an atheist. <laughs> very God good. Me, 
Beautiful. Well, I'm a, I'm a former Muslim, Rich, and uh, oh, when I when I found Jesus loved me, uh, when I found out Jesus loved me and He died on a cross for me, uh, changes and, everything. And, yeah, and uh, that uh, all. Uh, uh, I had to do was invite him into my heart and confess my sins and admit that he was Lord and Savior and uh, that w- that was great and uh, the whole wolf, life yeah story. wolf and, and you know wolf uh, when we were coming home from a a, a banquet he was he was sharing uh, the gospel with me and he said do you want to uh, pray to accept Jesus and I said no that'd be too weird he said well I hate to. Uh, don't don't wait too long. I'd hate for you to die before you had that opportunity. <laughs> right. Uh, oh my. And then that night I did. Yeah. yeah. In my in the in the quiet of my own room, yeah. I was reading uh, the late great planet Earth, and Hal Lindsey, uh, Hal Lindsey yeah. uh, offers yeah. a sinner's prayer to you uh, at the, the end of the ba- that book. So. Yeah. 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 Amen. Thank thank you guys. Love you. Thank All right, you, love bro. you, Rich. Much love. Yeah, look, All right. take, take care, buddy. Oh, Bye. so, yeah, uh, it's 412-919-1316. Uh, and, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna give you another one. Okay. Uh, throwback Thursday. Throwback uh, Thursday. Jack Lambert. Jack Lambert. I think the one I remember most, not most, uh, one that jumps right in my gourd was we were out in uh, Thousand Oaks preparing for a playoff game. Right. And uh, we'd been out there a whole week. Right. And, um, and Chuck was killing us. He was killing us, and we were just going at it. Now, th- think about it. We're out there living in a dorm or hotel, and uh, day in, day out, we're there and preparing for a playoff game on January 1st, right. if I recall right. With, with the, the, so, the... so we're practicing there, and Lambert is just like, being being a jerk, yeah, you know, and he's taking shots at everybody, and so he took a shot at me. So the next play, I came up and I I drilled him, and we started to fight. And then you you took a shot and you took wiped him out. I was like, no, that's my turn. You know, I was I was trying to get into a, a scuffle with him, yeah. and you blindsided him. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait a minute, that was that was me. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, and there you so you two were fighting. Yeah, so. uh, I you know I I remember when. Uh, he and Tom Beasley would uh, 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 bust on each other and play practical jokes on each other. And then Beasley's buddy, Bailey, uh, he came up with a rattlesnake. Right. Uh, and uh, he, uh, it was in a box, and then he lifted, uh, opened the box, and the rattlesnake was uh, crawling around on, on the cement before we went to practice. And then he put it back in the box. Uh, and so we went down. To, uh, and then Beasley put the uh, – when Jack went out uh, after the meetings, uh, uh, Beasley put it – He would go out it, to repli- yeah. replenish the fluids. Yeah. But, you know, and, and, and so uh, when Bees or, or Jack opened the door in his dorm room, the box was there and it was empty. And uh, uh, he started yelling, attempted murder, attempted murder, uh, you know. And uh, Chuck came up and he says, what's going on? He said, there's a rattlesnake in my room. And he says, how do you know there's a rattlesnake? Because there was a rattlesnake in that box. And that box is open. And so it's it's in his room. And then Bees came up and he was uh, uh, he was in his underwear and cowboy boots. He said, 
Uh, Jack, put your cowboy boots on. They they can they can they they only can strike uh, below, below the, the knee. knee, and uh, that was that was great. And uh, Chuck yeah. was it was very funny. Yeah, it was you know funny. it was one of those things. You being there, you see it. You see Coach Noel on his knees looking around for a rattlesnake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, Chuck was playing guitars with. Uh, uh, um, Matt, uh, uh, oh, <laughs> oh can't God. remember him. Right, Matt, Matt the, the kicker. Uh, why, why'd you start the story if you don't know the guy? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I uh, yeah, you totally lost yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. All right, right, we'll come back. We'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we're, we do, no, 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 no we're break. not taking no, a break. Yeah, yeah. We got to keep it rolling, Chalooch. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And the point is, look, Everybody's got stories, and they're great stories. And what I love is the fact is when you know people come along, and I love the significant story that Nick told from in Tampa told us, and what he was telling us about was Sean Sweezum. And I love the fact that Sean reached out and would do something yeah. like that. And those those are the significant things that you love about um, you know players who take a little bit extra, do a little bit more than what you know, is necessary. And I, I think the reaction of the fans is so cool. I get people today that yeah. come up and show me pictures of them and me when I came off the field at St. Vincent's, you know, up at training camp and full pads and stuff like that. You, you don't want to take a picture, but you do take a picture. And yeah. you do it, and it, it, it turns out now, you know, was it, 40 years later, you're like going, I'm glad I took a picture. I'm glad I took the time. So it's, it means a lot. Uh, but training camp is different this year because there's not going to be that interaction. There's not going to be uh, the fans doing the things that they, um, you know, uh, have been done in the past. And so I, I find this whole year is going to be one of those deals where it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Yeah. You know, getting back to the false positive, the uh, false positive of, of uh, Matt Staff, uh, Matt Stafford, you know, it that is, that's got to be troubling. I mean, because if you have something like that happen with another player uh, or a head coach or something like that, that's going to be really problematic. So, where all this goes, who knows? Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that uh, everybody keeps this uh, under wraps and we move forward, and you're able to get this season in because, uh, you know what? I think everybody's really looking forward to a good NFL season. Being able to come out and and uh, have some good competition week in week out, certainly based off of what we've been through with the quarantine and everything else that we've all you know been through, um, that's got to be something that uh, everybody's looking forward to. So, I know for one, I am, and I will be excited about that. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I it's gonna be a, put your uh, phone down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking for Matt Barr. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I I had a mental. You uh, did. You yeah. had a mental block, which when you threw it to me, I was like, going, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna." Matt Barr. Yeah, yeah Matt Barr. Matt, Matt, Matt was a great guy, uh, and I, I remember we looked into. No, but the Matt. funny part was, remember when he told that story up at uh, men's training camp? Yeah, and they said, yeah, he's, he's looking more like Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> Each and every year. Who said that? Yeah, said I did. That? I did. You said that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was somebody else. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we were busting on him, uh, and uh, that's that's what we had to do that. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're we're uh, we're going to take your calls four one two nine one nine 
1316. And we're going to close out the show. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And you are in the locker room. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. It's the bell lap, Chalooch. Amen. <laughs> you know, one of the things that you got to do, you know, it's, when you're a rookie, I remember, see, I loved that band when I was a rookie. You know, you get pumped up. Yeah. B-A-C-D-C. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like the hard rock stuff. You were the 70s guys. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed that, you know. But our rookie year was really something. Um, you think about it. Six or seven weeks up at the St. Vincent. Right. And we had nowhere to go. Yeah. The vets would leave to get that one night at home yeah. on Saturday night, and we were stuck in the dorms. Right. And all and it was unair conditioned. It was it was just a it was not fun yeah. to be stuck there. But think about the vets today. Where are they staying? Probably staying in a hotel right. on the north side, I would imagine. You know, and so for the Chase Claypools and for the uh, Highsmiths and yeah. the Dotsons, I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys can do. One of the guys, um, we've talked about him quite a bit this week, uh, but the more I watch of him, McFarland is yeah. a guy that I think is really kind of exciting. Yesterday I was talking about the fact that this kid looks like he's got a dead man's throttle on a, a right. motocross bike. It's either all the way on or all the way off. Yeah. And he is one of these guys that I think is going to be capable. And I wonder, you know, Benny, Benny Snell. Benny Snell's got to be looking over his shoulder at right. this guy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he's got great vision. Uh, he's got a great cutback. Uh, he he feels he, – he definitely feels uh, the um, – uh, penetration and uh, you know he's a great zone read runner uh, outside zone and and I think he's going to be he can press the tackle press the tight end and he could cut it back and he's uh, physical and he's got a great jump cut and he changes directions really quickly and uh, you know I think I'm starting uh, to get more and more excited when yeah. you the more you you talk about him the more yeah. you listen I can't wait. So we finally get something happening with pads. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get Zooks, man. But one of the other guys that I think, Alex uh, uh, Highsmith. Yeah. All right. That guy, um, what? He's like 6'4? Yeah. 6'3. You 6'3? Know? Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyhow, um, he looks like he's going to be one of those guys that could compete. Right. And, you know, certainly he's going to be one of those guys that is able to. Um, you know, uh, pay the rent, as Mike Tomlin would say, right. on special teams. Right. He's a special team's body, uh, but until he gets up to, uh, you know, backing up the, the linebackers. But he's, he could be a guy that uh, could right. make some splash. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I love the defense. Uh, you know, Steve Nelson, Joe Hayden, right. Mike Hilton, Cam Sutton. Uh, you know, I, I love those guys. And, and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, right, but amongst the remember rookies. Yeah. All right. We're talking about the rookies. All right. Mainly the rookies. Who Who else are you looking forward to, and what do you see in some of these guys that maybe uh, we haven't yet talked about? Um, you know, I I, I love uh, Chase Claypool, and uh, no question. Yeah, and he he he's uh, he's gonna be a 
uh, stud. You well, know. the thing I wonder what they're going to do with him. You know, when you think about how they're going to package uh, their down and distance people, you got Chase Claypool. Do you match him up with another vertical guy on on a strong side? You know, you use James Washington. You know, uh, Juju. Are you going to put Juju in the slot? I don't know because Deontay Johnson is a guy that you know many people are talking about being on the weak side, like AB, as we yeah. talked about earlier. There's a lot of guys that uh, you know. To me, they they got a chance to stand out. You know, even the second year guys. You look at. I, I wonder, like uh, for instance, Derwin Gray. You know, Derwin Gray was interesting to me, but he was kind of stiff. You know what I mean? He yeah. could make that second year jump, and I wonder if he's going to play offensive tackle, offensive guard, what have you. I mean, because he was a guard last year, but uh, I wonder if maybe the better position for him is tackle, and they listed him this year, at least in what material I saw, as an offensive tackle. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, You know what? I I also like uh, uh, that, you know, there's going to be a lot of competition, but Kevin Dotson – uh, you know, is a, a guard from Louisiana, Las, Lafayette. He's very aggressive, very physical. Ike Taylor's homeschool. Yeah, I, I just, um, I, I wonder because there's no preseason games, mm-hmm. how good these guys develop. You know how if how, they're going to be able to yeah, develop at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, and how impactful are they going to be well that's again that's something that remains to be seen uh you're right on uh my my problem that i i i can't see if you if if practices don't have live scrimmages which they're going to yeah but even then that doesn't replicate uh an nfl game it's not game speed yeah no matter what you do it's not game speed right all right but the fact is you're gonna have to do it as as much as you can but given the fact that you're going right into the season. What about the injury factor, too? Yeah. I mean, guys got to be worried about that, you know? So, uh, a guy, I think a guy like Kevin Dotson, to me, has a better opportunity to contribute earlier than an Alex Highsmith, shall right. we say. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, you know, I don't know about that. You know, uh, you know, Wolf. We'll uh, see. You know, we'll Wolf, see. Um, when, you know, my second year, mm-hmm. I played all special teams and three quarters. Right. Because uh, we played three quarters, uh, you know, and I played at center and tackle. Um, You're talking and, about preseason. Yeah, preseason. And I remember uh, I was the the four, the last exhibition game, I was on every special team right. and played three so quarters. I. And I, I was I, – I remember I was cramping at the end we of the game. We were in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, no, we were. I was the, in Dallas the last preseason game. But that's a rookie year. The second year, we were in giant. We were at home against the Giants. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you oh, I remember. Really, you, I remember being in Dallas and being on all the special teams and playing three quarters of right. offense, and I was dying. That's when I yacked on the cameraman's shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to. Yeah. I, I was cut before Dallas. Okay. I was cut after so you the Jets. There. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I was on sabbatical. You were on sabbatical. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, and um, I I I just uh, think about that, and you know, we p- played a lot. Well, you get a lot of reps in, and, and that's how you. That's your proving that, grounds. That's that's your proving grounds. 
and uh, you know that's why I I think I made the team because I was uh, good on special teams and right. I, and and I was developing. Uh, well, that well the thing about it is you. It's like Mike Tomlin says: you pay the rent. Right. I, I, you pay the rent on special teams. If right. you can't get it done on special teams, you're going to have problems. One of the things that I would talked about when I w- was writing an article for uh, Jim Wexel's website was the fact that I. Kevin Dotson. Remember, Chris came a lot to. Right. All right, big juicy yeah. out there on the kickoff return team and taking shots at some guys and doing a good job. Yeah. You know, and for Kevin, that's a way to be able to get out there and be functional, pay some rent, but at the same time, you also develop your skills because you block in space and things of that nature. So that's all part of being a, a productive upbringing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because – where else are you going to contribute? Right, right now, you're talking about if Matt Filer moves into left guard, he's going to nail that down. Or Stefan Wisniewski, if you know, uh, if Matt would have to move back out to right tackle, right? You know, so the limiting reps that that a Kevin would get. But even then, Alex Highsmith is in the same boat. You know, he's got to be productive yeah. on special teams, right? Or he's never going to see. Any but you know, the, there's no special teams. There's no special teams because you know you're not playing a preseason game. No, I, I got that, but you're gonna you can excel at special teams even in a regular season. Right. That's just raw wanting to get it. Remember, it's in my mind, you know, the kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return. That's more of of want to than how right. to. Right. You know, I mean, you just gotta want to do want it. it. Yeah. And you gotta desire it. And you go out there, and that effort gets it done more yeah. than having any great physical attributes. Well, you know, yeah, or great yeah, technical yeah, expertise. You, you knew that uh, the special teams were competitive, and you knew that there was going to be points uh, every Monday, and you knew that you were competing for the points. Plus, Chuck coached it. Yeah. So you know, you were going to hear it. Yeah. From the big man himself. Right. And you know that. When you sat in that room and you were watching film amongst your peers, because the whole team watched, right. watches special teams, uh, and then you have one of those uh, dubious days, shall I say, right. like uh, when I miscounted and I had the wrong guy yeah. uh, against, uh, who was it, Minnesota. Yeah. And I remember sitting there when Chuck turned the, the projector off and he said, Wolfley, what do you do during the special teams meeting? And I remember just sitting there, you could have heard – uh, you know, a moth walk across the yeah, floor. It was right. that silent. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just, and I remember just sitting there just sweating in the dark. And I was trying to think, does he want me to say something? Or, you know, and then click, the projector comes back on again and you hear it rattling and, and he says, pay attention. Yeah. And that was, oh man, that was a scary moment. I and, thought he was going to cut my and, head and off. And he, he, you're blocking the wrong guy. I did. I blocked yeah. the wrong guy. Miscounted. Blocked the wrong guy all day. Did a great job. Right. Uh, but unfortunately, but, it was the but, wrong guy. The wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy I was supposed to be blocking was going down and nailing our punt return. Right, 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 oh, right. Oh, my heavens. That was well, a bad, you know, bad uh, moment. Um, punt return was the hardest special team because you, 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 you're um, – You're reacting all you're, the way. You're, recti- you're reacting and you're jacking them and then uh, funneling them outside. And you can't see the punt returner. Right, right. He can see the punt returner. Yeah. You know, you can't. You're reacting to him who's reacting to seeing the punt returner. Yeah. And you don't really know other than if you ever get dangerously close to a shank putt, uh, punt, um, and the guy's yelling to Peter, you know, the Peter call, 
and uh, you got to get away from the ball. Trying to locate it and get away from it. Well, you know what? I I, I like kickoff return. Uh, I I really enjoyed. Kickoff I enjoyed return. kickoff. Yeah, that was. The I, one... I enjoyed kickoff and kickoff return. Kickoff was so much fun. Right. Now I didn't. I wouldn't say I, I enjoyed the uh, like you trying to bust up the wedge. Yeah, I wasn't a wedge buster. Yeah. Uh, because I, you know, I was I had cat like stealth and quickness. Yeah, <laughs> and I would move with classic. And I had Grayson. a hard head. Yeah, <laughs> but it was great, you know. But these guys, I gotta wonder if they're not going to give these guys an opportunity to be able to line up in the first game. Right, that would be the Giants. It's going to be hard. But you know what? You you just gonna have to line up and get it done, like a Kevin Dotson, where he'd be, in, you know, put on the kickoff return, you know, and see if can you do it, sink well, or swim time. You know, I I wonder if they're gonna have full contact special teams, uh, you know, to simulate gameplay. They're gonna have to have some form of it in yeah. practice, but you know it's not gonna be violent enough. Right. Because game speed is always way ahead of any sort of practice right. speed. Yeah. And I, I you know, I I think uh they made a mistake in squashing all the preseason games. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I because I, uh the guys, you know, if you're a tough guy and you have potential, you always make your mark in special teams Absolutely. and in the preseason. No and, question about and, it. And uh, I, I don't think the guys are going to be able to do that. Uh, no, but that's what I'm saying. You're going to have to line up, and it's going to be like Danny Smith has got to pick some guys on. So, right. You know, Alex Highsmith, show me on the kickoff team that you can get it done. Right. You know, because you can run down and practice, and you know that you're L3, L2, what have you. Um, but can you squeeze, run your lane, squeeze to the ball? Yeah. You know, and, and how and, do you do? How do you do that if you don't have a preseason game? Well, again, that's Danny's going to have to take a look. You're going to have to have a coach's consensus, right? You know, can this guy get it done? And and if he does it mo- moderate, it does it well in practice. Yeah, you're going to have to cut it loose and just kind of bet on some horses. Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, when we get to practice, watching practice and. Uh, Seeing how how it's going to be developed. Well, it'll develop on another day. Right. We're yeah. almost out of here. Yeah, all right. So uh, uh, we're going to uh, – Stan Severin is coming up next. The, the, the Godfather, Godfather will be in here any moment. He's going to come in and yeah. use your lights and hose yeah. everybody yeah. down. Uh, and so uh, uh, he's Wolf. I'm touching. You've been in the locker room. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, another great job uh, uh, by you, brother. Uh, And we'll be back tomorrow uh, for uh, so long, and God bless.